Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Fightful Wrestling Roundtable. All good things come in three, my friends. Three MB, three minute warning, <laughs> three stages of hell, Ooh. three faces of Foley. Yeah, I could do this up. Chat GPT is helping me out big time these days in all my work endeavors. <laughs> and we are rolling three deep today. Alex Lajas is back after abandoning me last month. The greatest betrayal since evolution dumped Randy Orton. <laughs> We're here. We're making it happen. And of course, <laughs> the busiest man I've seen in the pro wrestling sphere <laughs> since Sean Ross Sapp himself. I mean, one video a day is, is a slow day for Mr. Santi Zapp over here. Santi, how's it going, man? How are you alive? I'm, you know, I'm kicking. If I'm not dominating your FYP, then I'm not doing my job. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're, we're. We're starting to slow down a little bit and we're trying to focus on life a little bit more because I've just been head down focusing on things. Well, we've seen the payoff. Congratulations <laughs> Thank on you, all man. your success, uh, particularly as of late. We have so much to get to. So I want to get started. Uh, first things first, you know, uh, it was reported a little while back, but as of today, it's official. Jade Cargill signs a multi-year contract with the WWE. And I got to say, it's interesting because I don't know if it's strictly a product of this TKO era that we're in, but not often is the WWE rolling out the red carpet, mm. putting out a press mm. release, breaking the news to ESPN. But Jade Cargill is getting the superstar treatment right off the bat with Cody Rhodes. You know, you could say, well, he was an alum who came back and it's so interesting. You know, I know a lot of fans 
in the sort of tribal era of pro wrestling want to either be pro AEW or pro WWE, but it seems like the WWE is really making an effort off the bat to make a big deal out of these. Oh, hi, Grandma. <laughs> hi, Shucks, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should ask her about Jade Cargill. Bring her on. <laughs> that was like every single viral clip of a news anchor and their kid comes in. <laughs> that was adorable. You know, I, lo- I locked the door when I started prepping for the show, but I forgot to lock it when I got some water. I need I need like a little on-air sign hanging on the side there. That's my grandma. The matriarch of the family. Bless her. Bless her. Uh, talk about rolling out the red carpet. Guys. Long-winded intro out of the way. How big of a deal was Jade Cargill signing, by your estimation, upon its first report? And how big of a deal is it now that you're seeing how WWE is just hitting the ground running with her? I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a huge deal. From ESPN covering it, now they've got the video of her going to the performance center she survived the nxt parking lot good to see uh (laughs) and now they have uh photos of her like in the ring training so like this is a big deal i know a lot of like you mentioned it's probably the biggest deal since cody rhodes but in terms of like the general like women's division this is probably the biggest deal since ronda rousey came to wwe you know like it was a huge deal when cody came of course but now that you know the rumors are true she's in wwe um and the way that they're projecting this like they are going to strap the rocket on her i think the question is if she's going to go to the main roster or nxt i i don't know what i would want because there is the uh tournament that's coming up in nxt but in the main roster i mean she's main roster material she's like larger than life figure already um i think this is the perfect opportunity for both the company and her um to work together but this is a huge deal like when the news dropped it was like okay espn covered it they announced it it's on twitter cool but the fact that they're following her today through the mm-hmm. PC and with her training, like they are really gonna, like I said, they're gonna strap the rocket on her. It's a huge deal. Santi, how much of this do you think is the star potential that WWE sees in Jade and what they saw in Cody? And what part is, it, okay, let me frame it this way. Sure. Does this say more about how much evidence the WWE can gauge when they have? another promotion on national scale exhibiting wrestlers or is this partly a play to show this talent over there that hey if you're not happy with your push if you're not happy with the aw booking there's a legitimate chance for you to be a star in here you can i answer all of the above uh because i i do think that that's the case my initial reaction when i saw the red carpet being filed out I really thought of it as, hey, this is WWE showing AEW talent that has expiring contracts. And there's a lot of them in 2024, 2025 that, hey, you're not going to just necessarily be shoved in the performance center for a year and you're not going to be on TV for a really long time. We're going to if you've got superstar potential in AEW, we're going to roll with that and we're going to treat you like a superstar in the WWE. A lot of people are throwing examples at me saying, hey, because I'm saying she should go to the main roster and all people. People are saying, hey, Finn Balor went to NXT. Nakamura went to NXT. No, no, no. The landscape has
has changed in North America. There is a lot more evidence for of how performers can, I guess, to use a the word perform in front of a North American crowd, in front of multi-camera angle uh, arenas, in front of thousands of people, as opposed to the unknowns that were at the time, you know, like New Japan and the independents. I think you can be a lot more confident to bring in somebody that's got years of experience in AEW and have them immediately succeed in the main roster. It's so funny you mentioned that and Finn Balor in the same sentence, because I had a conversation with Finn once where he described it exactly as that. You know, he said for all the wealth of experience he had wrestling for New Japan and on the independent circuit, like the process of being a main roster WWE superstar is so different as a function of working to the cameras, of having Mm -hmm. to work in those commercial breaks. Like it's an entirely different format of wrestling. A hundred percent. In fact, not to detract too much from the topic, but I actually think that's the reason why NXT today is a better farm system for the WWE than NXT black and gold ever was. Even though I think black and gold was a better wrestling product. I think NXT today has it in mind that we are training the wrestlers to learn how to work within the main roster environment, as opposed to just putting on like a hell of a wrestling show. Yeah, I would agree. Like NXT now is more like the workshop, right? Where Mm -hmm. black and gold era, it was like guaranteed good wrestling product, which NXT now it's not to say it's not, but I feel and going to what Santi, what you were saying, like when Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura were signed to WWE, that was a completely different landscape to what wrestling is today. Um, And so for them to go to NXT, it was like getting a little bit more familiar with them, right? Because not a lot of exposure, not a lot of people were exposed to New Japan the way that they are now. And although AEW is like within the mainstream, especially in the Western culture of wrestling, um, there's still some people that may not know who Jade Cargill is. But again, like there's that's. That's the thing about this huge announcement is, you know, you have to hype her up. I know that I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that they wanted to be more of a surprise, maybe like a Royal Rumble entrant. Maybe that will be the case, you know, maybe that will be the case where she'll rock and roll in NXT for a while. Maybe she'll go to the Royal Rumble. Who knows? But I mean, you know, I think that's what needs to happen is they need to hype her up. And like you said, like NXT is just a completely different landscape as what it is, as what it was before. So to actually produce it as you know we're working on these individuals but right now like they're shining bright i mean look at tiffany stratton right now you know like she's come a long way you know and i don't know if wwe wants to wait four months before you know pulling the trigger on jade cargill's debut but there's no reason that you can't in a reasonable timeline like build her up through vignettes through online social media and save the first appearance for a big moment, whether that's part of a Survivor Series tag team or the Royal Rumble. So I think there's a way to do both. You don't need to push her right in there. Uh, Before we move on, guys, I'm curious. Now let's put the NXT conversation to the side for a second and zero in on this. I would like your theories. If Jade Cargill were to debut on the main roster in the next 30 days, what's sort of the first storyline or opponent that you think WWE would match with her? And guys, if you'd like to leave a super chat donation, a dollar, a thousand, you know, it doesn't go into my pockets, but it supports the program. (laughs) Please do. We'd love to hear uh, your sort of fantasy booking on Jade or anything else you want to talk about. Alex Santi, whoever might have the first idea, I'll let you go for it. 
Have at it, Alex. Seems like a, I, I heard there's, the sigh. There's so, but there's so many women. Yeah. There's like so many dream matches. And that's what's exciting about Jade Cargill coming to WWE. Like there's a plethora of amazing feuds. I mean, you have Rhea Ripley. She has the title. Do you want Jade to go after a title already? Uh, if she's going to go to NXT, Becky Lynch is, you know, the women's NXT champion. Do we put her straight to uh you know against becky lynch and that's the thing is that they have to acknowledge her streak right like if there's a mention of AEW, like they have to acknowledge how much of a big streak she had at that other company so i said this on twitter i really this is something that'll probably happen at the royal rumble i know you said like 30 days but it's like there's so much happening in the women's division Listen, where don't, I let, don't let me don't let me stifle your creativity you're right here. you're right i want to see at some point at a royal rumble moment i need to see beth phoenix versus jade cargill hmm. i need to see that face oh, off i want it so bad um yeah but uh i mean i think the obvious answer is gonna be her versus charlotte eventually maybe leading into wrestlemania next year yeah i I think um to me the writing is on the wall that they're setting up nia Jax to be this undestructible monster the 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 monster that no one can stop not like putting out rhea ripley for injury everybody's getting not real injuries just to clarify um (laughs) storyline injuries in case people start you know jumping on that uh but i think they're setting up nia Jax to be the big bad guy of the women's division and to have Jade Cargill immediately take out the big bad guy, I think that's a great way to put that rocket ship on her and put her into the stratosphere. A lot of people, whether it's storyline or for real reasons, don't like Nia Jax. So to have Jade Cargill take out Nia Jax, beat her, gorilla press her something, that would immediately catapult her as one of not just the biggest baby faces in the women's division, biggest baby faces in all of WWE. Okay, what? Uh, how long do you think that uh, Jade Cargill can voice Nia Jax up for the military press if it's if it's anything over two seconds that's a that's a that's a moment that is a moment yeah Alex you see it happening two seconds I see it happening more than two seconds for sure I I think the real question is what's going to be the first cosplay gear (laughs) Mm. that's what I want to (laughs) know that's what I want to know uh, it's an interesting time for the. I feel like there's this sort of newfound focus on like there's we have like a lot of powerhouses in the women's division. And it's very cool to see uh, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, Nia Jax, Jade Cargill's in the mix. You know, uh, Bianca Belair is just like a supreme athlete. Mm. I'm gonna throw a curveball. I know that Jade Cargill should be presented as a bit of a solo act. But Bianca Belair was sort of starting to drift into like heel territory before her break, at least some sort of, you know, anti-hero role. I wonder what sort in light of like the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley, I feel like there could be some cool chemistry between Jade and Bianca. I do these see them primarily as opponents down the line. Um I don't know. I feel like there could be something fun to explain. Hey, Bobby that. did say if you're not gonna do it, I'm gonna find somebody who will. In the last episode of SmackDown, you never know. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. All right, guys. Um, let's move on to topic number two. And guys, if you followed Santi, Alex, or myself over here, please give Fightful a follow. All the great work they do on YouTube, Twitter, and beyond. Um, 
You know, WWE traditionally has not been too kind to twins. Uh, <laughs> at least when it comes to sort of separating them as individuals. Uh even when they're not really related. Shout out to the Doug Basham, who I've been watching over on uh, the <laughs> Netflix wrestlers documentary. It is so refreshing to see the WWE commit to giving both Jimmy Uso and Jay Uso singles runs. And I think that only really happens if you give them separate brands to exist on. My question for you, I'm by no means trying to diminish either of their performances. Who do you think since jay went over to raw has stood out more to you as a solo performer performer jay uso or jimmy uso and santi i'll start with you i think jimmy uh like just in terms of in terms of accomplishments i think they've been a lot more um direct and with intent with jimmy uso as opposed to jay uso i think the jay uso storyline has been more of a slow burn in like this redemption storyline where while the jimmy storyline is immediately debut new entrance theme face to face with john cena take out john cena match with john cena i think they're being very, very direct and very fast with Jimmy Uso to build him up as one of the top heels on uh, on Friday Night SmackDown, as opposed to the Jay Uso storyline, which uh, admittedly, I think it's a good idea to go slower. And I think the payoff ultimately for the Jay storyline is going to be bigger. But right now, Jimmy. All right, Alex. I agree. I think it's Jimmy. Like Santi said, I mean, like it's SmackDown. He's going against John Cena, AJ Styles. You know, I think that that is the... Um, path for jimmy right now with jay uso i mean he's i prefer jay uso's theme song a little more than jimmy uso <laughs> i will say yeah i mean like he's got the whole crowd behind him you know and they're calling him main event jay uso i mean you don't call somebody that for nothing um but there just needs to be a little bit more under jay uso for me i mean it's it's good to see him you know align himself with cody Maybe he'll help him finish the story. Who knows? But um, for me, it has to be Jimmy. Like, again, uh, this just needs to be a little bit more spice behind Jey Uso. But I see that they're working on it. Yeah, what I will say, what's interesting is that the Jay Uso storyline and Jay Uso's presence gives us uh, like a more interesting dynamic of people around him. Like we look at Drew McIntyre and the storyline that's being built around Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, uh, more so than Jimmy. I think Jimmy very much only impacts whatever he's directly on screen with, as opposed to Jay Uso, I think has a greater impact on the entirety of Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's one of the things that, Maybe I'm being biased, but I notice sort of emerging more in WWE's execution of the TV product since Triple H sort of stepped up in the creative role is tying a storyline through the entirety of the program. It's not just, hey, we're going to open the show. Someone's going to interrupt you and that's the main event. I mean, it still happens like nine times out of ten on <laughs> Raw, but at least covering SmackDown the locker room feels more alive. There's this bad habit in professional wrestling where it's like when you're locked in to a storyline with someone else, no one exists. It's as if the rest of the locker room vanishes when it comes time for you two to beef. But these days, there's always something happening in the background. Or when you just look at the SmackDown side of things, for example, the storyline started with Jimmy Uso and John Cena being teased, and then it kind of moved on to AJ Styles versus Jimmy Uso. Now you're seeing sort of the bloodline reunion. The OC's getting wrapped in it a bit. LA Knight through his association with John Cena at Payback. 
is rumored to be getting involved. I love how alive the locker room is feeling. I agree with both of you. Um, there is one caveat, though, which is the direction of Jimmy Uso's character. I think he has done a terrific job with what's been handed to him. Uh, really, everyone in that family has. I'm still trying to gauge what his character is supposed to be right now. And I'm not sure if it's intentional or if the WWE hasn't quite settle, settled on it. Because it, it seemed like he was going to break out on his own at the conclusion of... Uh, okay, let me say this. We went from him betraying Jey Uso as a, in an attempt to protect him. Whether or not you believe those intentions to be true is up to the viewer. And I understand Jey Uso not forgiving him and leaving for Raw puts Jimmy Uso in a vulnerable position where he feels abandoned, alone, and he needs his family. I kind of get that scared angle. But from week to week, I'm having trouble telling, is he groveling? Is he undermining Paul Heyman and Sol Sako and Roman Reigns when he starts booking pay-per-view matches for himself without their condition? Is he trying to get back into the bloodline or not? And maybe there's a payoff down the line, but... I'm trying to figure out if Jamie Uso has confidence, if he's a bit of a loser who can't stand on his own two feet. I just want some clarity on what his character is supposed to be right now. And maybe we're headed there. But I'm I'm a little worried that the WWE hasn't quite figured out who they want Jimmy Uso to be. I think Jimmy Uso is, is DeLulu. That's what I think he is. I think he's DeLulu, where it's like he has the confidence, but he's still under that... Uh, uh, bloodline cult. Stockholm mindset. syndrome. Yeah, yeah, there were, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you, Santi. Yeah, like a Stockholm syndrome. That's what I that's how I see Jimmy as right now. Like I think yeah, I think he's he's still a Stockholm syndrome and like Jay Uso has like, you know, snapped out of it uh and Jimmy's still in it. So, I think the I think I don't know. I, I agree with you. I see what you're saying, but I also just see the element of still the bloodline and the Stockholm syndrome and the cult and everything like that. Um, and maybe that's just something more will play out with Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns was um, uh, advertised to come back to SmackDown later in October, right? So maybe something will happen there. I don't know. Maybe they're just and waiting for Roman. Just very I, I can't help but wonder if john cena's sort of extended run with the wwe right now is in part not entirely but in part due to the recent merger and attempt to get as many eyeballs and make as many headlines as possible but i gotta say uh john had a bit of a reputation back in the day after how the nexus was just obliterated at his hands and his hands alone but man has he been so giving during this run giving LA Knight the rub with, you know, raising his hand after the match with The Miz, being in a program with Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso, possibly bringing LA Knight for the ride, letting Grayson Waller just dig into him. Like, there's so much that John Cena has done in a short period of time to sort of elevate the people around him. And it's very nice to see because I can't remember the last time where WWE has had such has had so many like upper mid-carders and main eventers in their roster. It feels like maybe a year ago that we were complaining that there's no one to challenge Roman Reigns. And between the Judgment Day, Jay Uso, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, all the way down to everyone who's kind of benefited from Gunther's incredible intercontinental title streak, 
there's a lot of good hands. Like you can really fill out a show right now with people with this rock superstars that the fans are invested in. That's a very good sign. Yeah. Didn't John Cena at WrestleMania, didn't Austin Theory win? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cena Cena does business. You know, yeah. he does business well. What I will say is right now with Cena, I've been calling it Cena see, Cena do. I think he's seeing cool things that are happening on SmackDown, cool up and comers. And he's just saying, can I work with them? I think I like to do yeah. a segment with them because it doesn't feel like it's like corporately written. It just feels like Cena is like, hey, let's go out there and let's do something cool because he's just picking this hodgepodge of different people. Like it's been like you mentioned, like six different people that he's worked with over the last four weeks alone. And it's so refreshing to see that it just feels like he's seeing something that he likes and he wants to work with it. Yeah, he's like, you get a moment, you get a moment, you get a moment with me, you get a moment with me. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, last thing on the Usos before we move on. When do you guys think we revisit Jay Uso's ties to the bloodline? Like, do we do we leave that be for a long time and just see how much these guys can kind of establish themselves separate to the storyline with Roman Reigns? Or is it something you'd like to see like the loose ends tied up on in the near future? Doesn't sound like it's going to be near future. I think it's going to be a, a WrestleMania match. I think that's the only time that we can really pay that off. I think that's the payoff for both of them. And the only way to get to that moment is to separate them and allow them to become major stars in their own right to really make it feel super special at WrestleMania. Because if they go on to to become superstars in their own right, I'm not saying that it would be, but I'm I like to use this example of it's worthy of the night one main event WrestleMania. Yeah. Not necessarily that it's going to be, but it's worthy. If they can do that, if they can build themselves up to that point, I think it's got to be WrestleMania. I don't think we can have this anywhere else. I agree. I think it should be at WrestleMania. Um, I just hope I want them to bring back the one storyline that they did with the Bellas. Like, I wish you would have died in the womb. That would be great. I would love it. Uh, it, it will the mullet alone be and the and the crop shirt be enough to distinguish Jimmy from Jay when uh, you're bringing in? Well, the now we have the hand motions. Audience. We have the hand motions. Maybe we can get a little dangly earring in the mix too. All right, guys. Before we move on, uh, we do got to keep the lights on around here. So if I can pull it up in a reasonable time, as I stumble my way through this. Let's go to Sean Rossap, who's uh, protecting me and all of you filthy, filthy people from the things that you are searching in your free time. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, unlock geoblock content. Maybe you missed the WWE Network. Maybe you want that AEW+. Maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services so you can get UFC pay-per-views at a reduced rate. Well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that. And you can do it with four months for free with that link. Not only that, you get your 30-day money-back guarantee as well, just in case you don't like it for any reason. It works on all of your devices so you can do this stuff wherever you are. Maybe you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport, the hotel. Yeah, it can be dangerous. Your info is at risk. But you can still gain access to all that stuff. Check out all of your favorite shows or maybe shows you haven't discovered before with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now with multiple tiers so you can get whatever services that you want. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. 
Shout out to Sean Rossap. I see Santi downloading NordVPN as we speak. Thank Cars got to stay better, safe. Hey, man, better use that code Fightful, you know. <laughs> uh, with all that, with all that traffic you're doing on YouTube, you can afford a little bit of a. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Check out Sam, Mr. Santi's app on YouTube. Um, okay, guys, man, unfortunate news. Sorry to have a tonal this this is a worse tonal shift that when i went from laughing with the undertaker to asking him about scott hall's passing i messed that one up but he was he was a good sport about it. we were having such a great time laughing like hey by the way by the, i i know i know hulk hogan motorcycle when you, you stole your motorcycle and i wouldn't go up the ramp how about that scott hall guy that was rough but you know, taker taker's a gentleman he made it work with me great honestly great interview great interview not my best moment but we you know, listen, sometimes botches happen. You got to get it together. The show must go on. Um, listen, there are a lot of WWE releases. It sucks. Um, you're just spending all day waiting to hear who's getting cut. Some names we probably expected. Others that maybe caught us by surprise. Let me start this by saying I have zero interest in seeing anyone go to AEW. And that is not indicative of the talent at hand. It's that I feel like AEW is regaining a rhythm of constantly promoting and pushing certain talent and building storylines around them and as it stands there are people on that roster who i think should be featured more who can't as a consequence of how bloated that roster is that being said i feel like they could do with a good pop tell me Dolph Ziggler to AEW wouldn't be a great pop for the diehards oof oof the dream matches the dream matches though (laughs) That's what we're that's what we want to sink our teeth into. Like just a uh a Dolph Ziggler versus a Kenny Omega. Ooh. Santi, is that potential great enough for you to want to see Tony Khan pull the trigger both financially and in terms of, you know, you give Dolph that spot, you gotta push someone off TV. Well, that's the that's the problem, right? Like it, it's it, it's addition. When one place you got to subtract somewhere, um, you know, the law of equivalent exchange, if we want to call it that. And I'm kind of with you. I like the direction that AEW is going in right now. I think that finally collision post CM Punk is starting to have its own identity with its own group of guys and girls over there. And Dynamite has always been great. Dynamite is Dynamite. And and I look at the people that are at the top of the card, middle of the card, both men and women, and I like what I see. I like that, for example, a Swerve Strickland is getting a match at Wrestle Dream versus one of those top guys in AEW. If we were to bring, you know, like you said, a whole host of new ex-WWE guys in there, somebody is going to be a casualty of that. And I like where AEW is right now. And I don't know that, you know, that these guys would necessarily flourish just in AW. There's other places um, where they could hone their craft, like Impact Japan, et cetera. But I just like where AW is right now. Yeah. Alex? I agree. I like where AW is right now. I feel like, like you, like you guys said, like they're just getting into their rhythm after, you know, losing CM Punk. I think that was a big skin to shed off of that that's a whole different story but um for me like i like where aw is right now they're getting their flow especially with collision i love collision i love the production of collision i love the names that i see in collision and i think with the new releases like 
there's more wrestling promotions other than AEW. Like, for instance, I want to see Shelton Benjamin uh, back in New Japan. Yeah, I would love fit. to see that. Maybe even Noah. Um, like Emma going back to Impact would be great. Dana Brooke going into Impact. I have one hot take. I would love to see Dolph Ziggler has have his own reality show because he was amazing in Total Divas and even in Miss. You are the expert on. Yes. <laughs> I am. I am the expert. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Queen of the Ring. If you want to know more, but uh, I would love that. There's so much more. Um, for these for these people outside of AEW, even outside of wrestling too, like Mandy Rose has been saying, she's been making some bank in OnlyFans, and I think Dana Brooke was teasing that she might start an OnlyFans, but like even that, there's so much more to wrestling. Yeah, I would love to see them continue oh. their wrestling careers, but I would also like to see them happy. Yeah, Mason Mansoor are crushing it on Twitch over the last several days. So there are a lot of avenues, um, you know, aside from immediately jumping into, you know, into AEW come January 1st. Yeah. Santi, are you keeping the OnlyFans pathway clear for yourself or, uh, as your popularity continues? Growing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm everywhere. So I might as well, you know, I might put my feet in there. You know, I was about to say. <laughs> That's a lot. This is there's a you lot, know, of been, lot of demand, you know, people, because I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Santi's app. I'm like, where, is the, where are the feet pictures? Like, nah, man, not yet, not yet. I haven't gotten that down bad yet. But yeah, when I, I do, <laughs> feet pics. Yeah, I hear if you, like, oh, squish man. them into something, you can charge mm. mouse, like cakes. Oh, whatever. yeah, just, like, crush a bunch of uh, <laughs> yeah, fruits. Yeah. Call it only yeah. fruits. Okay, we got yeah. it. With your thighs, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> That's the real money maker right there. Um, hey, so but, even like, sponsor, but even speaking, uh, Rick Boogs, man, if he started OnlyFans just Whoa. crushing things with his thighs, I would sign. I'd be booging you know after that. You know what? There's probably an underserved demographic of women in uh, pro wrestling fandom who could do with some like Rick Boogs OnlyFans. So if Rick, if you're out there, just keep that in mind. Um, Drop the I don't even remember what we're talking about. Oh, yes. <laughs> Guys, um, this is a really good opportunity. I, I, I do think if we're going, if, if it's true that Edge might be AEW bound, and we know Mercedes Monet was recently spotted over there at Forbidden Door, I think it's better served to sort of save the money and the sort of viral moments for superstars of that ilk. Now, I don't know what Impact's finances are like. Uh, you know, I know they bank a lot on like tape shows and stuff like that. But if there is an investor that believes in Impact or any other promotion, maybe New Japan, there is an opportunity to bring in some people with legitimate name value. And, and you know, your mileage will vary on how much of a draw CM Punk was for AW. Now, maybe in like merchandise sales or live tickets, it did great. He wasn't the biggest needle mover on television. Like we didn't see an enormous company changing, pendulum swinging sort of ratings boost. And I think the promotion has showed that they can sort of endure without him. But I wonder if the money is there. And if a compromise is there for some of these superstars who are used to being paid WWE salaries, imagine if somewhere like Impact could snag CM Punk, Dolph Ziggler, maybe one or two other names, and you're looking at the biggest stars to enter that promotion since, you know, peak era TNA yeah. Impact. 
you know, you mentioned that he wasn't necessarily the biggest needle mover, but an impact, he would be a tremendous exactly. needle mover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, exactly. if, if we're comparing relativity between AEW and Impact, yes. CM Punk and Impact would be a massive needle mover. I myself, you know, I watch Impact maybe once a month when I can, when it makes sense, when there's a big show, Impact 1000, for example. But if CM Punk gets announced for, I'm there. And I know a lot of wrestling fans that have been, you know, five, six, seven years removed from watching TNA Impact would also tune in. I think he'd be a tremendous needle mover there. Was there anything better than like peak 2005 to 2018 AM pack? It's good I mean, stuff, man. Good stuff. Like I, anytime I hear um, Jeff Jarrett's theme, it still gives me PTSD. Mm. Yeah, because every <laughs> he would somehow win every time. How was that man in better shape in his like? I know. 50s than I've ever been in my life. That's an uh, era of wrestling I need to get into. I kind of. Oh, missed- did you? Mi- yeah, I miss that era. It was like my formative years. That went from like, you know, you grow up watching WWE. It's just the thing to understanding that there's a cooler yeah. world out there. It's kind of yeah. like, I, I, I got, I yeah, I got it through uh, an illegal antenna from that were like very popular, like a legal dish back that were really popular in the 2000s. And so I never watched weekly TNA. I only ever watched their pay-per-views and they were rad. Yeah. All right, sorry, I'm just dealing with some crazy folks in the uh, super chat here because the mods be slacking, but it's okay. I'm here. I'm doing my thing. Um, All right, on that note, so we mentioned, I think primarily Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin. Are there any other superstars from these recent cuts that you see a good home for somewhere in the pro wrestling sphere? Um, I'll I'll jump in. There's AJ Francis, Top Dollar. Uh, He's been doing a fantastic job on Twitter of getting attention for himself. And it's giving me Matt Cardona vibes, like in terms of his ability to get eyeballs on himself without the help of anybody else. So I could see, you know, with the effort that he's putting in in his social media, I could see AJ Francis top dollar, you know, popping up on in the independent circuit and making a name for himself. I do think Mason Mansoor's like cleaner gimmick would actually be a very good fit for Impact Wrestling. And it's one of the more like, you know, I feel like the CM Punk Dolph Ziggler thing might be a bit of a pipe dream. But relative to that, I feel like Mason Mansoor could mm-hmm. pop onto Impact Wrestling with a new gimmick tomorrow and people would be into yeah. it. We haven't talked Riddle. What about Riddle? I can't imagine after the CM Punk thing that AEW is keen to take on someone that has developed the reputation that Riddle has in WWE. Um, I think Impact would immediately jump on that. I think he'd be a really interesting fit in New Japan. Um, I think he has a style that works with their product as well as, uh, you know, when they have like the Gaijin wrestlers go over there, he's kind of got this like, I don't know the last, I don't, I'm not too familiar with anyone with like kind of like a, stoner surf 40 vibe gimmick (laughs) like matt riddle over in japan so i feel like he could be sort of a refreshing coat of paint on the american wrestler going over to new japan but i don't think AEW is touching him but also like mustafa ali would be great anywhere like even in the indies like him going to like prestige wrestling i could definitely see um him and impact would be amazing i mean hell is he like qualified to be in like the super juniors maybe like that kind of tournament yeah it would be amazing Um, i would love he had so many ideas that 
WWE sort of tinkered with, whether it was that political gimmick that he kind of had a vignette for in NXT that reportedly rubbed Fox the wrong way, um, or the stuff that he was doing with Retribution before WWE absolutely butchered it. I would love to see more character work from him. And maybe New Japan is a good place for that. Maybe Impact would be a good place for that. I feel like, you know, him, Mansoor, and Mace could even... I feel like the gimmicks that Mustafa Ali was working towards and the cleaner gimmick is sort of like uh, the enforcers could maybe work hand in hand. But, you know, in ring, there are a few doing it at the level that Ali is today. Yeah. I think I, I really... The number one thing I need to know is which record label is going to sign Elias. Because I want to work. I want to walk with him. I, dude, I legitimately <laughs> felt bad about that one because that was the sort of gimmick that was so WWE to a T. And it's one of the ones where it's going to, you know, eventually fans are going to get in on the joke and it's going to elevate the superstar. But I don't see that kind of gimmick working in a non WWE product. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I, so. I agree. I mean, like, I remember G- WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. He played at a bar and, like, Bourbon Street was packed. That specific area where the I forget the name of the bar. It was, like, so packed with Elias. I mean, he was so over. Like, yeah, I that's a gimmick that would only happen in, in WWE. At least it would be strong in WWE. Maybe Impact with all, like, their vignettes that they do. But, yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, I, I saw there was some reported interest from MMA organizations to acquire Matt Riddle services, and it's not going to be the WWE. I mean, him and Dana White have an awful relationship. Um, if I were Matt Riddle, I don't know that I would encourage that. He's 37 years old. He was actually a very solid UFC level prospect in his time, and uh, he's got like an 8 and 3 record, but I think he got busted for weed a few times and that turned some of his wins to no contest. He was actually very good, but that game has evolved so quickly. The PFL who's sort of making um, a run at acquiring whatever talent they can outside the UFC could probably afford him. They run like million dollar tournaments and stuff, but he is not fighting anyone. He is not beating anyone worth a damn in MMA these days. So if you can like, leverage his name value with some like weird you know other pro wrestlers who want to try mma like it's a freak show kind of thing but matt riddle is not making uh, a serious impact in mma at this point so uh, i I don't know about that one would you be interested if he stepped foot into influencer boxing like how we saw johnny nitro oh god you know what i mean Sure. For the morbid curiosity of it, why it is not? morbid curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For for all the for all the flying knees and stuff that he throws in WWE, he was primarily a wrestler. So I am curious how well that would translate. Um, but man, like you know, Johnny's been doing his like independent thing for so long that it kind of fit the bell. Listen. Far be it for me to tell someone not to chase the bag, Santi. You know, I will. I will give you my generous ten dollars whenever you start crushing things with your thighs and feet. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know that. I don't know that. I'll, 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 I'll pay for one. I'll, Alex, I'll, I'll buy your subscription. I'll pay for your subscription. 
Thank you. You're welcome. You could be in the part. Yeah, and Santi could be in the 6.9% top creators. There you go. Um, I don't know, man. Wouldn't that feel like such a fall from grace reputationally? Massive. WWE to influencer boxing. Massive, yeah. Like, unless it's Jake Paul. You know, at the very like, if it's Jake sure. Paul, then I don't think that that's a fall from grace. I think there's enough names that have been in there. You know, the Tommy Furies of the world, and uh, sorry, go ahead, jump in. Oh, I thought you were like raising your hand. Uh, you wanted to jump in, yeah. Uh, no, I think like that wouldn't necessarily be a fall from grace. It's probably be a giant, giant ass payday. So go for it. If it if it ends up being Jake Paul or something like that. Uh, sh- Got a super jet donation from Daniel here. All right, Steve, guess the wrestler. 60 seconds go. <laughs> He's going to need a lot more than 60 seconds. <laughs> um, do you, Santi, do you have a particular strategy when it comes to those? Uh, guess the wrestler. Yeah. Clips? Oh, yeah. It's, it's much Steve- easier. I don't know, man. I feel like sometimes he just throws things at the wall in, in hopes to land on something. But I've got strategies. <laughs> You won't reveal your mask. Of course not. Though. Never. Never. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Alex, you want to take your hand at it? I can get Santi to come up with a name real quick for you. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Santi, right, you wanna... gonna... <laughs> you're going to do it. Whenever you're Wait, ready. so am I guessing or is she guessing? No, she's guessing. Okay, you're guessing. Okay, all right. All right, Alex. Guess the wrestler. 60 seconds. I don't have a clock. I got it. Okay. Got it. Go. Uh, Jade Cargill. No, <laughs> not that that's question. Good. Um. Okay. Uh, I have to guess a question. Like, ask a question. Okay. Yeah. Ask uh, questions. Male, male, or female. Male. Male. Uh, world champion at some point in yes. WWE. In yes. WWE. Yes. Uh, within the last ten years. No. Shawn Michaels. No. Oh, she's being such a Steve right now. <laughs> Brett Hart. <laughs> nope. Was in the nineties though. Yes. Okay. Were they ever um, in WCW? Yes. There you go. I'll see one from you to help you. Uh, oh my god, my this is hard Ooh, when you're. Did on they the make spot. their name primarily in WCW or WWE? WWE. That's a good question. Are they active? Or are they not active? Are they alive? Are they alive? Yes. Are they active? Obviously. Yes. Not. Are yes. they? Oh. We've gone so over time. Jeff really No. <laughs> yeah, dude, just give it me. It it's Chris Jericho. Oh, that guy. All right. Yeah, that, yeah, that one guy. <laughs> oh, so bad. Well, I'm, and I'm a Quizzlemania winner. Oh, I've lost my touch. Fancy, we gotta get you. <laughs> not that I have any leverage there, but. Someone get Santi on Quizzlemania. I'll go on Quizzlemania. I'll show him up. <laughs> yeah, just go. fly out to the UK. There you go. Right, Easy. Uh, <laughs> we are at about time for today. Um, I want to give all of you lovely people the chance to sort of plug away your YouTube channels, your Twitches, your OnlyFans, whatever you got. Alex, you're up to that. Oh. I do not have an OnlyFans. Before anyone DMs me about feet pics, I don't have an OnlyFans. Have you ever gotten a DM about feet pics? That's like literally every day for me. (laughs) It's an untapped market. (laughs) 
Uh, so you can, uh, if you want more of this beautiful face, uh, you can follow me on twitch.tv slash queen of the ring there. Uh, you can follow me over on the Twitter right there, right there. Uh, if you're watching, but if you're listening, it's at Queen of the Ring with two G's. Uh, I also cover Joshi Wrestling Stardom and TJPW is hot right now, especially with the five star Grand Prix finals coming up this week. Uh, so you can follow Church of Joshi on Twitter and Instagram and also twitch.tv slash Church of Joshi. That's where you can find me. Santi. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Santi's app streaming there five days a week. If you want some friends to watch Monday Night Raw with or Friday Night Smackdown, definitely come hang out. Uh, daily YouTube videos on YouTube.com slash. I don't know. Is it a slash? I don't even know how like, uh, like YouTube.com slash app. Right. Yeah. 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 Mr. Yeah. Santi's app. Uh, you'll also find uh, our weekly podcast there. Wrestling is cool that I do with Fortnite legend Sancho West gaming in case you're interested. And of course, over on TikTok at Mr. Santi's app. All right, guys, you can find me over at Shaq MMA, Shaq wrestling, whatever your cup of tea is. Sorry. We're still trying to get the wrestling stuff back up at a consistent rate, but there's a great back catalog. You want to go see me flub an interview with the legendary taker? It's there for you. You want to see me talk about cults with Malachi Black? I got you. Whatever you need, it's there. It's there to be happened. Uh, it's there to be consumed. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Give Fightful a subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to Sean Ross Sapp for everything he does over here. For Shaq, Alex, Santi, all face, no feet for now. Enjoy all the wrestling craziness. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Bye, buddy. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.